today called Kingdom Builders. Kingdom Builders, right? Kingdom Builders. Uh, and this is really, really important because I want RCC to be known as a church of builders. Come on. As a church of builders, right? Not weak people, but a church of builders, all right? So uh, we're going to talk about kingdom builders this morning, kingdom builders. Somebody say, I'm a kingdom builder. Now look at somebody and say it with a little bit more life than that. Say, I am a kingdom builder. All right. So there's the reward. So I want you to repeat this after me. And I've been confessing this. Um, you're going to have to hang on me for a little bit, all right? Thank you so much. I'll give you, you some ice cream after church. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so I want you to repeat this after me. I commit to building my life. Come on. I commit to building my knowledge base. I commit to building my family. I commit to building my future. I commit to building my health. I commit to building my skills. I commit to building my character. I commit to building my finances. I commit to building my church. I commit to building my city. I commit to building my nation. I am a kingdom builder. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we want you to be committed to building, to building, being a kingdom builder. So uh, the scripture that I want to look at real quickly uh, as a text scripture is in the book of Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 14. This is going to be really good today. You ready? Buckle up. It's going to be good. Uh, and he says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached. In the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. And then the end will come. Right? So that gospel is getting out, y'all. Y'all better be ready, right? Be ready because the gospel is getting out. Uh, the next scripture, I, I want you to look at this scripture, and I want to also use um, as a, as a uh, text scripture. Let's look at, well, let me see what scripture I want to go to here. Isaiah, Isaiah 58, verse 9 through 12. We're going to look at Isaiah 58, 9 through 12. Go back two slides for me, Yuri. All right, right there. Yep. All right, 9 through 12 says, if you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people, sins, that's good stuff, right? Talking about what everybody else is doing, what everybody else, forget all that stuff. If you are generous, somebody say generous, with the hungry and start giving yourselves. Man, that's good. I thought you'd be quiet at that point. Start giving yourselves to the down and out. Your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. Go ahead. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places. You see that? He says when you take care of the kingdom work, God says I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places. 
That means no matter where God puts you, you will always have a full life. You will always look green in the middle of a desert. Are y'all hearing me here today? You will always be flourishing when it looks like everybody else is not flourishing. It can be in the midst of a recession, but you will always be prospering. Why? He said, I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Firm muscles, strong bones. Everybody else is going to look famine. And Scott, you're going to come out looking like you just had a five-course meal. Right? That's how kingdom people should look. You'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry, You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build a new. Rebuild the foundation from out of your past. You'll be known, last part of the scripture, as those who can fix anything. That's what God wants us to be known as. He wants the church to be known as the people who can fix anything. Come on, y'all. I mean, could you imagine if we were known as a church as the people who can fix anything, they're not going to need to have a focus group. The church is the answer. Come on, they're not going to have to hire more people. The church is, he says, we, God wants us known as the people who can fix anything. There's an economic issue in the city, you need to go to the church. There's a crime issue in the city, you need to go to the church. There's a drug issue in the city, you need to go to the church. But right now, the church is not at the top of the list. We're not known as people who can fix anything. He said he wants us known as people who can fix anything. But guess what? You have to stop thinking about you and start thinking about somebody else in order to be people who can fix anything. Because as you work on fixing the things of the city and the things that God has called us to fix, God will begin to take care of your stuff. Amen? As you're watering somebody else, God's going to send somebody to what? To water you. He says, restore old ruins, rebuild, renovate, make the community livable again. Man, that's Philly. (laughs) I mean, he said, I want you guys to make the community livable again. There's some parts in Philly you don't even want to walk down the street. It's not livable. Right? But he says, I put you here to make streets that are unlivable livable. Come on. We are kingdom people. We are called to make a difference. We are difference makers. When we show up, things don't get worse. It shouldn't anyway. Things should get better. It's rough to walk into a rough neighborhood. And what do you see? You see a thousand churches. Now, I grew up in Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, man, there was... And back before it became the new Brooklyn, we're talking about the old Brooklyn, right? Uh, uh, before it became the new Brooklyn, the old Brooklyn, uh, you wouldn't even want to walk down the streets, but you saw a million churches. <laughs> and it looked like the more churches were in the area, the worse the area was, <laughs> instead of the area being better, right? Because people didn't see us as people who can fix anything. He says, but we are supposed to be people who make, who restore old ruins rebuild and renovate, and make the community livable. Man, that's a good scripture. Make it livable. Message Bible. Thank you. Make it livable again. Uh, One more scripture, then we're going to jump into this real quickly. Uh, God in his kindness has taught me, this is Paul talking, we're going to talk about being a kingdom builder. He says, God in his kindness has taught me how to be an expert builder. This is Paul talking, all right, expert builder. I have laid the foundation and Apollos has built on it, But he who builds on the foundation must be careful 
and no one can ever lay another, any other real foundation that, than that one we have already have, who is what? Jesus Christ. He says, your foundation as a builder, as an expert builder, if we're going to make things better, before you can build anything, there has to be a foundation. And he says, the only foundation, Mike, that we have as believers ought to be not our education, not our degree, not our money, right? Not our resources, but Jesus ought to be the only foundation. Come on. That God has called us to be an expert builder. Look at somebody and say, I'm an expert builder. You're an expert builder, but the foundation must come before the building. So my question is, and this, I wrote this question, and this is what the Holy Spirit asked me. He says, what or who is your foundation? What or who is your foundation? Many of us have different foundations. Maybe our security or our foundation is our relationship with people. Maybe our foundation is our jobs. And when people lose their jobs, man, they, they lose their minds. Right? Some people's security, they built their whole life on their degree or on their job. And what happens if they lose their job? Man, they, they, they don't know what to do because that's their foundation. But when Jesus is your foundation, come on, and we build on Jesus, no matter what happens, we know that we are in a safe place. Can your foundation hold the weight of what you are trying to build? I want you to write that down and ask yourself that question. Can my foundation, my current foundation, and don't go deep say, it's Jesus. We got some other things mixed in our foundation. Can my foundation hold the weight of what I'm trying to build? If I'm trying to build a family, do I have Jesus as the foundation? If I'm trying to build a marriage, do I have Jesus as the foundation? If I'm trying to build a business, do I have Jesus as a foundation? If I'm an entrepreneur, am I giving more value than I expect to receive money? <laughs> That's a Jesus kingdom entrepreneurial foundation, right? I'm not going to give, I'm always going to give more than what's expected of me. Am I giving more? Well, you only pay for this. That's all right. Can I, can I be even more of a blessing in my business? Because if I'm a blessing to you, guess what? God, my foundation is going to make sure that, what well, I get extra, right? So the question is going to be, can I give more? What foundation am I building on? Ask yourself, can your foundation hold the weight of what you are trying to build? If you try to build a marriage on a, for, on a false foundation, it's going to collapse. If you try to build relationships on a false foundation, it's going to collapse. If you try to build your family or your business on another foundation, it's going to collapse. The scripture in uh, 1 Corinthians says, God in his kindness, he said what? He has taught me how to be an expert builder, right? Being a builder has to be taught. Right? Teach you how to build. You're not born knowing how to build, but it's a learning process. Somebody say a learning process. So let's jump into this. You must understand. Go to the next slide for me, Yuri. Uh, I, I, that I cannot, I love this statement, I can't move or build until I understand the what or the foundation of God in my life. You write that down and take a picture of it. That I can't move or build until I understand the what of God in my life. Like, what is God asking me to do? What am, if you don't know the what, then what are you doing? <laughs> right? You, 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 you can't build unless you know the what. So we want to explore the what because you must understand the purpose and assignment as a foundation. 
All right? So what is your assignment as a builder, and why is it important? What is your assignment as a builder? Some people think that they just come into church. What is your assignment as a builder, and why is it important? Because everyone at RCC is a builder. Come on. <laughs> everyone, man, y'all amens a low today. Everyone at RCC is a builder. Come on, we're all building in different areas, right? But everyone ought to be a builder. You ought to be encouraging, lifting somebody up. You ought to be building something that looks like the kingdom, right? Uh, I, we, we played this game at home. Uh, uh, what's the name of the game here? We had to put the glasses on. Googly eye. I don't know if you ever saw that. And so with the googly eye thing, so you spin, and if you land a certain color, uh, uh, it determines the, the, uh, what kind of glasses you put on. And some of them are really, really, really the, the the lens are really thick, and you can't see. So you have the picture. You got to put the glasses on and draw it, and your teammate has to guess what you're drawing. And, man, I, I was the worst. The worst. I mean, thank God Levi's an artist. Levi could draw it with his eyes closed, and I'll be able to guess it. But I was the worst. And Levi and his compassion said, Dad, that's okay. You just don't get it. That's all right. And, and, and I would draw, and when I took the glass, it's funny, because with the glasses on, I thought I was doing a good job. Until I took those lens off. And I realized that what I was supposed to be drawing looked nothing like what was on the paper. And that's what the enemy does to us. He puts on these false glasses and makes you think you are building something that looks like Christ. And when you get in Christ, you realize you're building something that looks nothing like him. The question is, what are you building? Come on, y'all quiet today. Well, thank you, Kevin. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, 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 what? Are you building? Everything in your life should look like Christ. Smell like Christ. Sound like Christ. Look at the scripture uh, why it's important to look uh, to build in First um, Chronicles chapter 23. It says, uh, from now on, here's the assignment, right? What's your assignment as a builder? Why is it important? From now on, the assigned work. Watch this. Of the Levites was too. Now, God always doesn't just call you. Once he calls you, write this down, he gives you an assignment. No, nobody likes that part, right? No. Once he calls you, he gives you an assignment. I mean, that's an awesome thing. God did not just save you, Rashawn, and that was it, and say, wait until the second coming. Just he saved you, then he gives you an assignment. You gotta understand the assignment before you can start building. Right? He gives you an assignment. He says, from now on, the assigned work of the Levites was to, man, God even gives you specifications, was to assist Aaron's sons in the work of worship in God's house, maintain the courtyards and closets, keep the furniture. I mean, this is detailed. He gives them a real assignment. Next, next slide, you read for me. Uh, he says, and they were to be present in the morning prayers, thanking and praising God for evening prayers and all the service of the whole burnt offerings to God on the Sabbath at new moons and at all festivals. Here it goes. They were on regular duty to serve God according to their assignments. Take a picture, write it, tattoo it on your arm. Regular duty. <laughs> Right? So assignments aren't sporadic. Right? Assignments aren't emotional. Assignments aren't when I feel like it. 
Assignments aren't, it depends on what I got going on this week. Come on, y'all, quiet. Assignments aren't, well, let me see what's going on at home or at school. No, no. Assignments are regular. Regular duty to serve God. How do I serve him? I have to serve him according to my assignment. I was ready for your quietness. Don't worry. I was ready. <laughs> serve him according to the assignment, now watch this, you're quiet now, but when you realize how important this assignment is, you're going to be shouting in a minute. You're going to be praising God in a minute because you're going to realize why the enemy wants you off of your assignment. When you see why you get so much fight not to do your assignment and you understand why he's fighting you, you will never want to miss your assignment again. Come on. Tell somebody, it's going to get better. Come on. He, he's almost there. Come on, I, I, I'm, I'm giving you medicine now, but it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better, right? right? Well, so, I, so what? Regular duty to serve God according to the assignment. So watch this. So God wants you to serve him according to your assignment. So that's why when you go through the growth track, we talk about what you're gifting, what your talents, and we want you to serve according to your assignment, your giftings, what he's called you to do, right? Because if you hate kids, we don't want to put you in RCC kids. I don't want you near my kid if you can't stand kids. Right? If you can't smile at the door, you need to stay away from greeting. Why do you want to be a greeter if you don't want to smile? Right? You can't play an instrument, you can't be a musician. Right? So it's the same thing. He says, you ought to serve according to your assignment. Now watch this. Look at what assignment is. This is going to help you. An assignment is, and I started, when I read this yesterday, Pastor Rick, I got happy by myself. An assignment is a position of responsibility, number one. Ready, Rob? Two, an assignment, bring, it brings something forward. An assignment brings something forward. Number three, it is to transfer rights or interests or title. So when God gives you an assignment, he actually is transferring something to you. Gosh. It, it, it is not just, well, my assignment today, I'm a greeter. Or my assignment today is to do this. Ah, no, an assignment is a transfer of rights, interests, or title. Right? Number, number four, it is an installment of transfer. And I love this last one. It means to assign or measure out. So when God gives you an assignment, your assignment, and this is what I wrote down, also represents your measure. And to reject your assignment is to reject your measure. You, 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 if you say no to the assignment, you are saying no to what God is ready to transfer to you. Gosh. So when God told me, Brother Barry, that my assignment was Philly, Philly got transferred to me because I was willing to accept the assignment. Are it, it got assigned to me. See, assignment is not about me working. It's about God giving me territory. It got a sign. It was a transfer of title. God gives you an assignment. That assignment gets transferred to you. He said, Andre, I want you to go to Philly. That's your assignment. Guess what? At that point, Philly got transferred to me. Because I was willing to take on the assignment. Okay, let's look at this in Scripture. Some of y'all are like, I don't get it. Okay, so uh, Joshua uh, chapter 15, verse 13 through 20. I love this. Watch this. Joshua gave Caleb, I'm almost done. Give me 10 minutes. 
the son of uh, Jephniah, a section among the people of Judah. So Joshua gave it, gave it to him, right? This was his assignment. When you read this, it's really awesome because uh, 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 Moses had, uh, Joshua had took over and Joshua began to, and it says in the scripture, assigned territory to the tribes and gave them this territory. He assigned it to them. But here's the thing about it. Joshua gave Caleb's son of, of Jephniah a section among the people of Judah according to God's command. He gave him Kariah uh, Arba, that is Hebron. Arba was the ancestor of Anak. Caleb drove out three Ankim from Hebron. So watch this. God gave him the assignment, gave him the territory because he had the ability to drive out what was ever in that territory. So God will give you an assignment. God will give you a territory, but it doesn't mean you're going to sit there and cross your feet, right? God will allow you to spread your wings, and he will assign something to you because you have the ability to drive out the strong man that is holding that thing down. Your assignment gosh, will always measure and complement your giftings. He will never give you an assignment outside your giftings. What has God assigned you to? Right? What has God assigned you? I can never do what Brother Barry does because I'm not gifted like he is in the area that God has called him to. Everybody has different giftings. Your assignment will never exceed the place of your giftings because he needs your giftings in order to drive it out. Look at the next scripture real quickly. In Joshua 15 and 17, watch this. So write this down real quickly. Your inheritance is attached to your assignment. Your inheritance is attached to your assignment. God assigns in the assignment. He assigns in the assignment. He assigns in the assignment. So he cuts out, measures out something to give to you, transfers over to you in the assignment. That's what, if you understand business or real estate, you can assign a house to somebody. If something is assigned, it means that you sign the papers and you're turning it over to the other person. That's an assignment is really a legal term, right? It's not a church term to get me to make you do something. That's not what it is. It's, right. it's, it's, it's a legal term that says when something is being assigned to somebody, I'm signing a legal document to transfer it from me to you. So God says, I trust you with this thing. God, come on. I trust you with this. So I don't have to think about it. I'm going to take it from me, and I'm going to give it to you. So when I give the team an assignment, what I'm saying is I'm trusting you with this. I'm giving you the authority to manage this, to grow it, and whatever issues, you have the capacity to deal with it. When God assigns you or gives you an assignment, he is giving it over to you. And he will never give it to you unless you have the capacity to handle it. Don't reject, thank you, come on, don't reject the assignment. Because if you reject the assignment, you reject what's being assigned. You reject what's being measured out, what's being cut out. So when I said yes to the assignment, Brother Ben, God knew he had to make provisions for me to do his assignment. When Pastor Rick said yes to the assignment, God knew. Uh, uh, we were testifying this morning. We were talking about uh, 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 his landlord called him and said, I'm taking $200 off of, of 
of whatever I'm charging you. I see that that's him being obedient to the assignment. We had the discussion discussion a couple weeks ago. He was like, well, how should I approach it? Because I want him to take some money off. And he called him. Into, well, when you are obedient to the assignments, I'm trying to get you all to understand this. Y'all going to make me sweat today. I don't know. Come on. When you are obedient to the assignment, then you receive what has been assigned. But you have to be obedient to the assignment. Your assignment is your inheritance. Watch this. Caleb, we almost there. Caleb, this is awesome. When she arrived, his daughter, she got him. Caleb's daughter got married. He had just got assigned territory, got married, and here's his daughter. Now watch this. When she arrived, she got him who uh, Caleb's daughter's uh, husband, Caleb's new uh, son-in-law, to ask for farmland from her father. So she said, you ask him. I don't want to ask him. You ask him for more land. Watch this. As she dismounted from the donkey, Caleb asked her, what would you like? Now, when you are in assignment, you can ask that question because you have something to give. When you've been assigned, you have something to give. It says, she said, give me a marriage gift. You've given me desert land. Now give me pools of water. Man, she got, <laughs> she's funny. Right? You gave me some territory, but now I, I, want, I want something that has a little bit more spring to it. Come on, you, 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 you've, been, uh, give me, you've been assigned some awesome stuff, Dad. I, can you assign me something? And, and it says, now give me pools of water. And he gave her the upper and the lower pools. This is the inheritance. Now, before he had been obedient to the assignment and got assigned, he would have, if he did not obey God, he would have never had nothing to give as an inheritance. So because I'm obedient to the assignment, I will always have something to give my kids because what? Because I have been assigned. And when you are obedient to the assignment, he always gives you something to give out to your inheritance. She got extra. And when you read that chapter, when you get home, my goodness, I mean, it's the territory that he assigned to her. It sounds like the upper and lower pools. What is that? But when you read how many cities were in the upper and lower pools, she became super wealthy, just one assignment. So what? He assigned that to her. <laughs> Somebody say, he's assigning something to me. Come on, say, I I'm going to do my assignment. Because when I do my assignment... Come on, say, when I do my assignment, he's measuring something out for me. I don't want you to miss your measure. Because then you have to live your life in somebody else's measure. You're going to get on you get home. Selah. All right. Next slide, Yuri. I'm going to go to these, these four keys real quick. Assignment, key principles. I want you to just write these down or take a picture, whatever you want. Number one. Your assignment is not your decision, but your discovery. Your assignment is not your decision, but it is your discovery. So God has already, Jeremiah, he told him, Jeremiah, I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. Right? He already had the plans for him. He had to discover them. Right? It wasn't, this, it wasn't about, well, should I, should I, can I do that? It was already given to him. So God's already allocated your assignment to you. Now you must discover what your assignment is. So your assignment is not your decision, but it is your discovery. Number two, your assignment, assignments are, only, are not only given, they must be received. This is a good one. Assignments are not only given, but they must be received. So when God gives you an assignment, 
you're not a robot. You cannot receive it, but you will miss the measure. You, you understand what I'm saying? You, you miss the measure. So when God called you, Barry, to, to, to come to Philly and your business exploded when you got here, well, when he reassigned you, he had to recut, he had to remeasure what he was giving you. Come on, come on. When, 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 when Ben and Chris, when he moved y'all here, he, 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 you was obedient, he had to recut some things out. So come on, God always, when you are obedient to the assignment, he always reassigns. The enemy wants you not to be submitted to the assignment because he wants to keep your measure. Gosh, you got to get that. He wants to keep your measure. So if he can keep your measure, then he can keep your inheritance. Don't let the enemy stop you. Come on. Make sure that you are obedient to the assignment. Look at the scripture here. Scripture says, I, Paul, have been sent on special what? Assignment by Christ as part of God's master plan. Paul received the assignment. Number three. Supposed to be number three. Sorry. Yeah, here we go. Your gift and skills are connected to what he's called you to build. Man, that's some good stuff right there. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you. This. Uh, 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 your gift and skills are connected to what he has called you to build. Right? If I need a plumber, I can't call an electrician. Right? Your gifts and skills are connected to what he has called you to build. So look at your skills and your gifting, what God's called, gifted you with, and you will have an idea of what he's called you to build. Always connected. Number four. Your assignment is geographical. Your assignment is geographical. That means that God has a location for your assignment. Jesus told the disciples, you come on, Rob, I, it needs be that I go through where? Through Samaria, right? There was a woman that was at the well. How many people know the story about the woman at the well? She was at the well, and the disciples had to go through Samaria, wanted to go on the assignment. Jesus said, listen, you go do what you have to do. I have to go through Samaria. Why? Because his assignment was geographical, right? When you arrive at the place of your assignment, that geographical location has been conditioned to bless you. Gosh. That geographical location has been conditioned to bless you when you accept the assignment. So if I had tried to stay in New York, if I tried to go to Florida to start a church in nice warm weather, maybe a church on the beach, or maybe uh, I said, God, maybe can I go to Hawaii to do a church, right, where it's nice weather, or maybe California. I've always wanted to move to California. I've always said I want to move to California one day in nice weather, and, uh, and I, I've been to parts of California where they say it's nice all year round. I said, God, maybe I could do that, but no, but I would not, watch this, the the geographical location would not respond to my voice because it was already cut out before the foundation of the world what my assignment was supposed to be. When you are where God plants you to be and calls you to be, then everything that is supposed to be will be. 
I can't look at somebody else's assignment, Rashawn, and say, well, I, I want to do what they're doing. Maybe that's not what God called me to do. That's not my assignment. And so 2019, more than ever, I am more focused now than I've ever been on my assignments. Because I know what God has called RCC to do. Confident, positive. And so today I want you to put your Bibles down and stand to your feet. And, and, and God is going to bring clarity to your assignments. Because the enemy's been frustrating you so you can't walk in your assignment. He's been trying to get you discouraged so you can't do your assignment. And your foundation is not strong as a builder. But God said today I want to set you on the right path and the right assignment so I can assign what I've called you to do. There, there's resources that are waiting for you when you say yes to the assignments. There, there's wealth that is waiting for you when you say yes to the assignment. There are, there are people that are ready to bless you when you say yes to the assignment. When you are willing to say yes, don't look at everything else. Don't say, God, this doesn't look like it should look. He says, just say yes to the assignment. You say yes to the assignment, he begins to measure out and measure out and switch titles and transfer over because he says, I'm putting you in charge of this. What territory has God called you or assigned you to? What work has he assigned you to? I want you just to bow your head and just begin to ask God to let you see the assignment. Help me to understand the assignment. Help me to understand that I'm a kingdom builder, that, that, that I am the solution to somebody else's problem and that I am to cause cities that are desolate to become beautiful, communities to become livable again because I'm a kingdom builder. That's what I do. Father, I thank you for clarity. Some of us have been struggling not being clear in our minds and should I do this, should I do that? Today, God has given you clarity. Receive clarity today. Clarity of thought, clarity of process, clarity of direction. When he gave the assignment, he was clear on what the assignment was, what they were to take care of. God does not want you fuzzy or confused or not knowing. That is not the will of God. That's not faith. When God assigns you, he tells you what he wants you to do. As you spend time with him, the assignment becomes clear. Lack of assignment or clarity in assignment is not faith. It's fear. It's not spending time with God to get clarity. So God is ready to bless you and to increase you. And so what I want you to do just for a couple of minutes is just, Rob just sings a, a couple of verses of the song. I want you just to lift your hearts up towards God and say, God, here am I. I, I, I say yes to the assignment. I know I've said no or I've said maybe in the past, but, but I didn't understand that the enemy was trying to hold my inheritance. I didn't understand that he was uh, trying to keep my measure. But God, today, my answer is yes to the assignment. For in my yes to the assignment is the release of my territory. 
In my yes to the assignment is the use of my skills. In my yes to the assignments is my measure out, is the transfer of title. If I could just give you a yes, I'm tired of what my no has given me. I'm tired of what my no has resulted in. So today, my answer is yes. I give you a yes. So lift those hands and just tell him. Come on, just begin to tell him. My answer is yes.